You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. guys and welcome to the week nine episode of the fantastical football podcast i am your host mike check and with us together in the same room because they're partying sort of is john and candace and uh in another time zone in another hour is lil d in the past, but I'm catching up to the present. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and a fancy bottle of wine. I had a little bit of trouble meeting up today because I'm a jackass and I forgot that Arizona doesn't change uh, our times during daylight savings time. So that's all my fault, man. My bad. I'm all saying, seven o'clock, we're going to meet. And we're all like, where's little D? Technically, I'm the one on time. <laughs> We are all late. That's true. We we were a little bit late. And finally, Big D has also joined. Big D, not really celebrating this week. He, you just no. got in from uh, doing a challenge from your other loss. You want to tell us about that challenge? How you the the one chip challenge? Oh yeah, you did that. That was fun. I'm going to talk about that because that was the one I did, the one I made you do. <laughs> I'd do it again, to be completely honest. Honestly, it looks like you, you looked like you took it like a champ. I feel like you could have cry a little bit. Hour. Yeah. I mean, I, I just don't know what to say straight for the entire hour, but I did stick to it, but you guys didn't see off, off screen since I was off screen, obviously, but I didn't have anything to drink till the hour passed. Good shit. Well, I figured you would have been used to it by now with all the other challenges that you did. Uh, I feel like mm-hmm. one chip is something that I should try, being as I've never done a single hot challenge. So I don't know. Someone could challenge me to it. I'm game. Actually, but... going back to what Mike just said, was it a good shit? <laughs> 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 I can only uh, the first after that, it was fine. <laughs> that was pretty funny. But other than that first initial burn, he's saying is right. <laughs> uh, and then you did another challenge earlier today. That was I just saw that on your Facebook. Uh, that one was the one from the Phantom Player. Yep. And that one, I had to shotgun a beer, uh, spin around for 10 seconds, and then floss. And I suck at flossing. So flossing is a dance move uh, for any of you listeners who do not play the uh, video game that all the kids are playing. Uh, You know what? I forget what game it's on now. It's not Minecraft. It's uh, yeah, Fortnite. And I think they put Fortnite, in Destiny yeah, 2 as well. Nice. Well, floss dance move. It, it did uh, become a major staple of pop culture, though. I, I saw lots, lots of TV stars doing the floss move. And it was because of the backpack kid, right? Uh, that move that he did yes. on that uh, VMA Awards. And people thought it was funny as shit. Uh, that became a dance move that's on video games and all the other stuff. And boy, you can't floss where shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw you know. that. I was like, oh, you know what, though? I can't either. So, yeah. But it was a noble attempt. And your 10 Thank spins you. were supposed to be bat spins, but... Uh, I don't have a bat. Broomstick or something? <laughs> Either oh, way, you, you still did it, and, and and that's more than I could say for any anybody else, right? 
People are not doing their challenges. As commissioner, I need to roll down on some people. But if I had more time, I would have uh, dressed up with my Cam Newton outfit. Oh, yeah. That being said, because I lost to Quanway, um, I have to hand my punishment over to Lil D. And Lil D gets to wear a Cam Newton outfit. I already have most of it. I just need one more accessory, uh, which is a very feminine accessory. <laughs> I'll have to ask my wife or one of my friends for it because that's the only thing I need to complete it. Nice. Nice. I feel like you should do like a live stream question and answer like press conference, essentially, like <laughs> Cam Newton does. So. I'd be down. Face, that's that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds, sounds fun. Let's do it. Let's do it for the Patreon page. Yeah. That's not good. I'll do it. Nice. Nice. I like that. That's the spirit. That's what I'm talking about. All right. So, guys, we're going to go ahead and wrap up both week eight and week nine this week. We didn't have a podcast episode last week because that was during the election night. And lots of us were uh, watching helplessly, twiddling our thumbs in anticipation of the results and we waited in vain. (laughs) I think we still are waiting in vain uh, because somebody doesn't want to accept the results of that election. Not going to name any names, but it rhymes with chump. Okay. Um, (laughs) It just rhymes with it. I'm not calling anybody any names. No, 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 no. Um, But before we break into the breakdowns, uh, we have a couple of articles. And Lil D was actually the one doing all the research on that. I feel so bad not uh, having articles for you guys. What do you have for us today? Well, I think the most interesting and most recent one that came out today was regarding the NFL COVID-19 protocols that they're putting in place for playoffs i think uh the article said Mm. that they're trying they're noticing obviously an increase in covid cases and they're implementing a plan to expand possibly the playoffs to uh more teams in case they have to cut the season short which is interesting Mm. um and it you know it is happening you know you're seeing the articles all over the news that a covid cases are on the rise so I think they're yep. just trying to anticipate the possibility of cutting the season short. And if, you know, we only get to play like 12, 14 games instead of 16 or 17, whatever it is now, uh, then they could possibly just expand the playoffs to include more teams to make up for it. Wow. And that that's large implications, too. Uh, not only for the NFL, um, but then also for like players in fantasy leagues, like they're not going to be able to complete any, anything really. And it's going to be hard to like come up with an impromptu playoff schedule, uh, for most leagues just cause they don't know how many more games there's, there are going to be, you know? So I, I didn't even think that. about that possibility either. Actually, that's yeah. a great point. So like, we're, we're probably going to have to like crown a champ based on the, like the win loss record by the end of the season and just put a bullet point, you know, <laughs> that's going to suck. That. If we don't have a playoff though, but yeah, yeah I mean. it will. But that, that just means that the number one player does end up being number one. Cause don't, w- wouldn't you hate like being the number one player and then go into the playoffs and choke. And, like, that's, that losing round every one. year though. Sometimes, yeah. you know, number one yeah. goes out in the first round and number four ends up being the champion. It happens. Yeah, it, it does. Like it just hey, if you're in the playoffs, that means that you have a real shot at being a champ sometimes. And so maybe this year our number one player is in fact the number one and it wouldn't be so bad. And especially for you, since I believe you are the number one player. Let me see. Let me just double check. Oh, is that so? Yes, you are. We'll go into that later. (laughs) Uh, So what else you got for us? There was actually buried in the article for at least one of the versions of the article for the COVID-19 
in the same meeting that they discussed the you know the possibility of expanding the playoffs they also kind of inserted something else in in the discussion about what would happen uh next year potentially if they you know i think they the they always meet with the like the rules committee to see what they can do to kind of make the games better um so i, I can't remember the name of the rule but it's like the uh they want to look into the possibility of implementing the rule where instead of teams going for an onside kick, you know, and then when they're trying mm. to get the possession of the ball, they allow them to do like a uh, fourth, fourth and uh, fifteen yard challenge kind of thing, where it's like okay. they're fourth down and they have to get a first down, and it's a fifteen yard first down instead of the onside kick, uh, which I think would be interesting to see. I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, it I would don't think be. It's, Absolutely. that big of a deal it might have higher probability of actually converting to first down and them getting the you know keeping the ball because if they don't convert the first down then the the opposing team gets it at that spot which is i think the 25 yard line they said uh but yeah. they're saying because so many teams are going for it on fourth down nowadays that might be another way of just you know bringing more excitement into the game yeah no i totally get it and especially because of that kickoff rule where uh, the kicking team cannot leave the more the kickoff from the 40 yard line now. Don't no, they, they still kick from the 35 yard line. Um, they can't leave that line until the ball, uh, until the kicker's foot makes contact with the ball. Mm-hmm. Whereas before the, um, the kicking team could move off that line um as long as they don't move before the kicker does so it, it does make things a little bit harder for them to recover the onside kick even though okay last year the Atlanta Falcons recovered like 3 in a row it was pretty much insane um but all in one night young hoe ku uh kicked a couple of onside kicks and the Atlanta Falcons recovered every single one uh, that was pretty miraculous. I have to admit, that was cool to watch uh, last year. Now, this year, I believe the Dallas Cowboys recovered mm-hmm. an onside kick, all be- and it was from the Atlanta Falcons, uh, all because uh, the Atlantic, Atlanta Falcons players were just watching the ball. They were just like, what do we do? Uh, they did not know that they can run up and uh, recover the ball before it crosses the ten, the 10 yards it needs to. So uh, that was interesting stuff to watch. And uh, was that it for your news or didn't you have? A couple there was more? one other kind of old, it's not really anything about recent news. It's just more of a funny story kind of thing. I can't remember who was telling the story, but it was about Tim Tebow. If everybody oh, remembers. Yeah. Team Tebow, uh, he was very known for his uh, uh, commitment or faith to the uh, to being a Christian. And one of his uh, ex-teammates was telling a story about how committed he really was about, you know, being Christian 24-7. Um, mm. I guess they were, I think it was when, was he with the Jets maybe? I want to say that's the team he was on at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were in a huddle and there was a play that was, you know, they called to do, but the play itself had a cuss word in it. It was like, oh, why shit or something like that. And uh, when he was saying that, to, you know, when he was telling his teammates, hey, we're going to go for oh, why, you know what it is. Uh, yeah. Like he wouldn't say it. And, and the was, teammates, yeah. they're in the huddle, by the way. And the, like the clock is running down. And the teammates kept like, no, which one is it? Like, you know which one it is. Like, no, I don't know. You know, which one is it? Because they were trying to like get him to say players are trolling him at this point. Yeah, like, no, nah, I just want you to say it. Say it. Say say the word, please. <laughs> to the point where I don't know exactly if they had to call a timeout or something. But I know oh, they, like, they said they got in trouble probably with the coaching staff, at least. Because they were taking so long in the huddle. Because they wouldn't let him, you know, break the huddle without him saying shit. And he oh wouldn't say God, it. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. So that's how committed he was to, you know, his Christianity, I guess. And it was kind of a funny story. Wow. I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> I mean, I know plenty of Christians who cuss like sailors, but I, I don't know <laughs> if it's, you know, some. Candace, do you want to chime in on this one? I just think if that's his personal belief, that's his personal belief. And he shouldn't say anything that's freedom of speech. Like, 
Just like if you're an That's his right. It's his right not to say what his players wanted him to say. <laughs> for sure. I just feel like they were just trolling him. And it was that's kind of funny. But then when you're on the when you're on the field and you're in a high competition environment, like it, it gets pretty stressful. So players will do whatever they can to like just lighten the mood a little bit. So they'll crack jokes all over the sideline. They'll pick on each other. And and I think I feel like they were picking on poor Tebow uh at that point. That that's pretty funny though. I had never heard about that pretty funny i don't honestly i don't know why they would name a play with a curse word in it just to begin with because you know though that reminds me of the time we went to this fancy san diego bar and they wouldn't make our drink because they said well we don't know that drink and it's a very common one but we had to say like the proper term for it because i guess the regular one was too offensive oh that's hilarious that's right uh and you were with us that was super late uh, i was there i remember i was we had to call it the pink pineapple instead of the pink p word uh uh, the the wet ass p word yeah (laughs) we we so it's the same p word that ben shapiro won't say and apparently it's the same p word that this proper bar won't make a drink unless we say it right That'd be a great like idea for just so you guys know it's called a pink pineapple and not a pink P word. That was so lame. That was actually I I have never even heard of this drink, so now I'm curious. I would still. Oh, dude, you should order one. Just don't order one in San Diego (laughs) uh, because they will chastise you. Pink pineapple. Offended about it too. And it's just a shot, though. So mm. you I don't know, if you're looking for a, like a cocktail, you can get it like a drink too. That's, that's I feel like I know way too much about this drink. It's like my favorite drink. <laughs> oh, Comic Con! That was a fun time. That was super. <sighs> In the time before COVID, we could actually do these fun things, and uh, yeah, that was one of those activities. Lots of fun. All right, guys, I think we should move on then. Uh, last week, we didn't have an episode, uh, which is a shame because Candace had something to brag about. Uh, Candace saw That's herself right. moving from being dead last in our league. I, I, I'm sorry, I was talking over. You know what, though? That seems to be a winning thing for Candace. Last year, she won without a kicker. And that gave her the, the Invisible Boot Award. That's right. That also being said, Daniel has won a few games with invisible players, and I have no idea what how I'm going to award a trophy to Daniel. Uh, big big D, Daniel. I'm sorry. Get a blank piece of That paper. being said, let's start with that matchup, because we had last week, we had Yuma Dem Boys visiting Whiskey in a Teacup. And in that matchup, Candace did not have a player, um, which was critical, right? Uh, she did not have a wide receiver. And you would think that, you know, a wide receiver would be, you know, something that's very important to have. Uh, but she ended up winning the game, which was pretty cool. She won that one with a score of 104.9 to Yuma Dam Boys, 83.34. Uh, Candace, do you have anything to chime in there? Just that, like, obviously, I know what I'm doing, even when I don't know what I'm doing. I totally agree. Uh, then, also, I think Brian in that matchup had a player score him zero points, so he had a big bust from last week. Um, so, got a little bit of luck there going your way. It's a good, good win. Good win. Um, also last week, uh, you had the Rebel Alliance visiting Quanway or another. Um, Quanway was a big winner in that one. Scored the highest points in the league at 164 to my 120. Uh, kicked the crap out of me. Uh, then you had uh, Tempe Super Cami team visiting the Ghost Valley Phantoms. This is the one where uh, Daniel ended up having to do the uh, the shotgun of the beer. Uh, 
lost that one 74.9 to Ghost Valley's 100 points flat. Then you had Gotham Knights visiting the UMC boys. Gotham Knights, you were the winner of that one. 122.5 to UMC boys, 116. And you know what? I feel bad for UMC boys. I feel like this was one of the higher scoring games for him at 116.6, and he still lost. I feel bad. It was close. It was close. But uh, my team pulled through. Squeezed out a win on that one. And... Yeah, Tiger Eggplants winning last week as well, 122.9 against the Glizzy Gladiators, 88.8. Big win there for you as well, John. Yep, yep. All right. Let's move on. My doom, but somehow I pulled it through. And uh, I think Glizzy Gladiator just had like a spout of bad luck. I feel like, yeah, he, he's he's having a, a bad luck streak. I, you know what it is? Uh, he keeps starting Ezekiel Elliott for the Dallas Cowboys. And Ezekiel Elliott is uh, playing very uncharacteristically. But um, for all eight games... Say that again. Say what? It is. It is. Um, and I don't know if you've noticed, but like uh, every single one of his games so far this season, he's been rushing for less than 100 yards, um, which is even with kind that, of a rare. Even with Dak, yeah. Uh, he had the first, what, three or four games with Dak, and he just wasn't producing as much. Um, it's one of those one of those things. Eventually, the NFL teams are going to figure you out, and they're going to be able to game plan for you because they have more film on you. So I feel like this is a little bit of that happening. I like to think the new Adam quarterback who did uh, do all this last week. Things might look up on them a little bit. Yeah, I, I believe so. I'd, uh, they're already saying that. Uh, oh gosh, I forget his name already. <laughs> this is—he's like the fourth-string quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, and I have no idea what his name is. Well, he looked better than Dalton the time he played. He did. I, you know, and, don't get me wrong. I, I do appreciate Andy Dalton, um, but yeah, it was just. He just had a bad game against Washington. And honestly, though, that was uh, that was his one game he got to start. Uh, the game where he came in against the New York Giants, he did look great. All right. So, let's see. Ah, okay. So, it is Garrett Gilbert. And uh, he already has NFL experience. He had played with the Browns previous to the Cowboys. But yeah, no, they're already saying that Garrett Gilbert is the best quarterback in the NFC East. That's how bad the NFC East is, is that a fourth string quarterback can come in and impress and be considered the best quarterback in that division, despite having Carson Wentz, despite having um, Daniel Jones and uh, whatever else is happening over there in Washington. But I feel I feel like uh, Washington has their own quarterback issues going on. I think they've moved on um, to uh, to another starter over there. Speaking of Washington's problems, uh, um, it almost makes me think too. Have a break of the week at this point, along with the week, because everybody keeps bringing something every week. Who is your break of the week? Well, this last week, wasn't it uh, uh, Kyle Allen? Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, they're saying it's dislocated, but I'm like, to me, that looked like a break. Honestly, I didn't see what happened, but it must have been pretty bad because they had to cart him off the field and everything. It didn't look as bad as Dak, but it was close. Oof. 
and that's that's pretty bad. That's the same uh, the same injury that uh, Alex Smith had, and that's I'm sorry. I think that's who they've moved on to. Alex Smith is going to be the new starter mm-hmm. over there in Washington, which is crazy because gosh, I mean, didn't they draft a quarterback in the first round last year, and they're not going to go with him? <laughs> I don't remember who their draft was. I feel so bad, but it's um, Dwayne Dwayne Haskins. That's who. It oh well, he was the one starting, but then, yeah, it wasn't working out. Yeah, it wasn't. So they moved from Dwayne to Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen gets injured, and now they're going to move to Alex Smith, which is wow. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we need to move on to week nine. So this past Sunday and Monday, uh, we had the Ghost Valley Phantoms visiting the Go- uh, the Gotham Knights. And Gotham Knights, you're actually the big winner on this one. You had the most points of uh, this week. You won that one. Yeah. 152.5 to Ghost Valley's 110. Um, then you have Glizzy Gladiators. Big rebound from week eight. Uh, also a big winner on this one, 144.5 to Yuma Sea Boys, 71.1. Um, then you had Tempe Super Cami team visiting the Rebel Alliance as fuck. And I, I should have challenged you again, Cami. Should have given you a I answer. actually agree, and I questioned it Sunday morning. I was like, how come he didn't raise a, a challenge through our group chat? I'm not going to lie. I haven't been paying a whole lot of attention to the fantasy football uh, this past week. There's, you know, there, there was a family drama we had to, we had to deal with, um, but it's all good. It's all good. I got to see my extended family for a very long time. I got to spend a lot of time with them. It was actually a fun week. Um, so a welcome distraction at that. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, I would have scored more points if not for uh, Chris Godwin not performing and New Orleans stomping the absolute crap out of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But that's a whole other story. Uh, I won that one 144.2 to your 98.5, uh, despite mm-hmm. having a missing player of actually a couple of them, you scored pretty high. Not gonna lie, uh, you could have had a higher score if you had benched a couple of players, and then yeah. there was there was one that you really couldn't help because you weren't getting a whole lot of information from that organization. We will talk about that in our biggest bust. And then you have Tiger Eggplants edging out a win versus the Yuma Dam Boys. John, you're a big winner there. Not really. 106.3 to Yuma Damn Boys 100 flat. Uh, and that was a come from behind victory, I believe. Am what I she right? said. Fucking <laughs> John. I don't know if you guys heard that, but he said that's what she said. Well, because it was a come from behind victory. <laughs> do, you, do you have anything to chime in there, or do you just want to end with that's what she said? Uh, no, I <laughs> took a few people out. I made some tinkering team. Uh, and then one of my selections, because a lot of my team was on by, got a concussion like, within the first uh, like 10 minutes of the game. Yeah. So I was like, this does not look good for an old Johnny boy here. Yeah. Uh, but my know. team pulled through. And that might just be because Dem Boys' team didn't that's still a win that is still a win yep and you know in all defense for brian i know he's not having the greatest season uh he had a lot of his starters on bye week um austin hooper uh jarvis landry the rams defense uh daryl henderson they were all on bye but um good victory i mean the come from behind ones are the best ones for sure. <laughs> uh, lastly, Dude, Kyler Murray gave a magnum 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That being said, yeah, Kyler Murray got 37.9 points. Uh, he was only projected at 23.1. He's definitely one of the ball outs for the week, uh, for sure. And you know what? I also forgot to mention uh, my player, Dalvin Cook, as well, balled out 39.2. He was proje- projected at 23.2 uh, last week in week eight. Almost pulled out a 50-point performance for fantasy football players. Uh, That is a lot of points. Um, Barely got 48 points, um, but it was still quite a feat to see. But Dalvin Cook, I'm going to remember that for next year. All right. Then we have Whiskey in a Teacup visiting Quan Way or another. And this is kind of funny because uh, Jeremy is a huge fan of the 49ers. And then last week he had to find out that Quan Alexander got traded to the New Orleans Saints. Um, and <laughs> it was a big hey, it was a big win for the Saints this week. They just stomped on the Tampa Bay Bucks. And uh, they have the pieces in place to become a very uh, high contending team. Uh, Quan Alexander has really buffed up their defense, uh, especially the run defense. Uh, That was something that the Saints to that point struggled with. Um, So it's going to be really interesting to see how the Saints do uh, the rest of the season. Also, they have uh, two high key wide receivers now for Drew Brees to target. Um, He has Michael Thomas, uh, and he also has Emmanuel Sanders. So good um, pickups to look forward to on on the waiver watch. So keep an eye out on that. So funny thing here, um, Whiskey and a Teacup ended up losing this one, 102.6 to Conway's 147.22. But then you look at Candace's bench, and you realize that maybe she didn't have to. Because <laughs> uh, she had a couple of players with lots of points on her bench. Uh, she had Will Fuller for the Houston Texans, uh, who were big winners last week. And Christian Kirk, uh, who had a great game against Miami, uh, unfortunately in a losing effort, but still. Will Fuller got 21 points. Christian Kirk got 23.3 points. Also, she had a kicker that was on by starting, but she also had a kicker on her bench with seven points. Um, she could have uh, had enough points to beat. Quan way or another and uh i do feel bad saying that but candace how, how do you feel about that well i definitely let the ball drop sorry oh, yeah I'm, I'm holding i'm trying to hold in laughter um candace is uh chilling with john right now and they're playing a video game so candace is gaming and talking at the same time i said i i totally dropped the ball can you hear me yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Okay. It was uh, not good. I uh, totally <laughs> forgot to finish. And my, I literally, like, I was in church on Sunday, and I was like, dude, I totally didn't check my team. Things had already started, so. Yeah. I mean, to your credit, they both weren't, um, they weren't scheduled to get that many points. I think Will Fuller was only projected at... Uh, 13.9 points. Uh, Christian Kirk was only projected at 9.2 points. So it was really hard to predict that they were going to explode the way that they did uh, in their collective games. Um, Alternatively, you had Hunter Henry in your flex position. He only got you 7.3 points. uh, And he was playing against a um, Las Vegas Raiders defense. Um, and normally that's a pretty good game. Yeah, and that one did come down to the wire. Uh, you also had, let me see, Larry Fitzgerald, 
who's your boy. I, I understand that. <laughs> between him and Christian Kirk, it would have been hard to, you know, decide between. And I could see where. So just to your credit, right? That would yeah. have been very hard decisions to make. And I, I'm pretty sure that every fantasy football player has that um, dilemma <laughs> every Saturday or Thursday night. Yeah. But despite that, like it does make you feel good though that you have players in place where as long as you get them in the right position, you'll be able to, you know, bust out some wins. So at least you have that going on. I do have that. It's a hard choice. All right. So that is our week nine matchup. And we're gonna go over our league standings right now. And as I've said, Gotham Knights, you are the standalone position at number one now. You have overtaken Quanway, and there's no longer a three-way tie at the top. So Gotham Knights well, with a record of seven and two. I, I just like to thank all of you <laughs> who are tinkers in this league and who don't know how to appreciate a good player after one bad performance. <laughs> I come in, sweep up that character from, or that you know player from the waiver wire, and they perform on my team. So uh, thank you true. all. I couldn't have done it without you. <laughs> this is absolutely true. I know that that is the case with one of my players. I've dropped uh, James Connor, uh, and you picked him up, and he's been getting you some points. Um, but I think on my end, that is it. Um, we traded earlier in the season. Um, I knew you needed a quarterback and I desperately needed another running back. So, uh, I traded you Justin Herbert, uh, for your, um, Deontay Swift. And I, I feel like that's worked out well for the both of us. Definitely. So, or I'm sorry, not Devante Swift. DeAndre, DeAndre? Swift. Yeah. yeah. Close. <laughs> Um, so I, I think that worked out and yeah, definitely, you know, I, I know that you and I both are on top as far as like the number of transactions goes. Um, I know that during the past couple of weeks, since I've been, you know, distracted at home, um, I haven't been on the waivers, but I, I, I think that I'm just pretty much set on my team for now. Um, yeah, so there's going to be a few, a few less tinkering on my end. Yeah, I think I'm pretty set too at this point. Um, like I said, uh, I saw, for example, um, I think Candice might have dropped a certain chubby player because he was injured, but I believe he's going to play this week, so I'm definitely looking at putting him in. And then yeah. somebody was, I think... Freaked out a bit at Keenan Allen getting injured and dropped them, and I was like, "I'll take him." So, <laughs> yeah, and he's been working out quite well since his injury was not that severe. Yeah, for sure. And I forget who had him, but um, he's definitely a, a high, uh, high priority target in that offense. So something to consider, something for a few of you players to get back into the waivers for. Um, but yeah, in the number two spot, there's actually a three-way tie. Uh, you have a tie between Tiger Eggplants, Quanway or another, and the Ghost Valley Phantoms. All three teams are at six and three. And uh, with that being said, uh, those players are set to be our playoff bracket if the season were to end today. Uh, next up, tied for third place are actually two teams, the Rebel Alliance as fuck and the Tempe Super Cami team. Uh, both teams have a record of five and four. After that, you have Glizzy Gladiator at four and five. And then tied for last place, there's now a three-way tie. So... Um, you have the Yuma Dem Boys, the Yuma Sea Boys, and Whiskey in a Teacup. Um, 
But if you guys were paying attention to the standings a couple of weeks ago, Whiskey in the Teacup had sole possession of last place. And now she's moving on up and making a game of things. Wow. Yeah. Now, also, Candace, you're also in a good spot because if the season were to end today, um, <clears throat> we would determine last place by points. And you have a lead over the Yuma Dem boys of 12 points. So you have 12 points over him. Um, he would be in last place and you would be on top. So just so you know, and I don't know, maybe the league does end sooner rather than later. And we have to call a stop to our season. That even being said, I wonder how we're going to do the whole Geeko and everything like the end of the year celebrations and everything. Um, because it, it'd be pretty interesting. <laughs> We'd have to like do a geeko shaming over Discord or something or a live stream video chat. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure we could find a way. Big D is all about that live streaming. Trust yes. us. Hey, uh, just really quickly, since uh, John is on here, do you want to put a wager for, uh, for a rematch? Hit me. What do you got? Think about it. Oh, okay, okay. So you don't have one yet. Right, but I'll think about it. Just wanted to know if he's up for it. Well, yeah, of course. Right on. I'm definitely interested to see where this goes. So next week, we have the UMC Boys visiting the Rebel Alliance AF. Uh, then you have Gotham Knights visiting the Yuma Dem Boys. Quan Wei or another gets to face off against the Ghost Valley Phantoms. The Tempe Super Cami team visiting the Tiger Eggplant. Eggplant Bowl, number two. And Whiskey in a Teacup facing off against the Glizzy Gladiators. That's good stuff. I'm going to see if Andy wants to do a challenge. I don't know if he's been doing any of the challenges this, I don't think he has. this season. Yeah, what is that boy up to? I wonder. Is he even still here? I have no idea. I did offer him a challenge for our week. That would have been fun, but I don't think he actually accepted. I don't know, but we are almost done with our season, though. We only have a few weeks left, assuming the season doesn't end early. Uh, so after next week, we only have three more games. So that's just for the regular season so the regular season looks like it's going to be wrapping up here pretty soon so may the odds be ever in your favor unless you're in last place then the three of you must fight amongst yourselves because i am not going to be a geeko haha <laughs> that's already one yeah, exactly. That's that's really all I want for this season. It's like I'm not even competing for first place because I didn't draft well at all. But that being said, <laughs> I think at, at some point I was tied for second. So tied for third, I'm cool with. <laughs> all right. So guys, as you know, this is not a league where we even celebrate our winners. It's actually a league where we just shame our losers. Therefore, it's not about the number of wins you get. It's about the number of losses that you do not get. <laughs> that being said, we're going to talk about our biggest failures of the week, starting with James Conner, the running back for the Gotham Knights, who only scored him four points out of 19.8 projected points. Um, I believe your guy got injured, though, right? Or no? He, no, actually, he was okay. He oh, just yeah. ended up splitting a lot of work between Snell and the other guy. I don't know what Pittsburgh was thinking. Um, I don't know. Maybe had their own game plan, but you know, Ben will air it out to all the different wide receivers he has anyway. So I do expect some of these weeks to be low weeks for Connor, but I think yeah. you, you know, you have him, you kind of have to start. Right. You just have to play him. You know, the possibility is there for big games all the time. 
And you know what? Even as a Cowboys fan, I had expected that one to be a blowout. I had expected um, the Steelers to go in there and really just demolish that defense. But something has been clicking for them uh, ever since the Philadelphia loss. Or, or I'm sorry, the Philadelphia game. They were um, in a close game on that one as well, uh, if not for their, if not for, for Danucci. Um, their third string quarterback. Um, but that defense is starting to click. Um, so uh, I, I'm actually liking what I'm seeing now. No, yeah. And um, actually, you have to be optimistic as a Cowboys fan because I think, you know, I don't remember what week it was, but it felt like the week they started letting some of their players go or trading or something. Uh, they got a wake up call. And it seems like that defense picked it up. And now it looks like the offense might be picking it up for Cowboys, too. Because, yeah, I expected the exact same thing. That Steelers were just going to steamroll them because they've been one of the best defenses all year. And they made it a game. Yeah. yeah. In fact, the Steelers had to come from behind and kind of steal that one away from the Dallas Cowboys. Um, But if not for a few injuries on the defensive side for the Dallas Cowboys, I feel like that um, that game could have ended differently. But, I mean, it's all speculation at this point. It was a good game either way. Uh, not really a uh, person to celebrate any moral victories, but yeah, I feel like that one is definitely one uh, to chalk up as that moral victory. Yep. All right, next up we have Jamichael Hasty, and I've never heard of this running back before, but apparently Quanway had some thoughts about putting that player in uh, for him. Jamichael Hasty, I do not know where he is on the depth chart for the San Francisco 49ers, but Quanway uh, is a 49ers fan, so he would know more than me. But he was projected at 14 points and only scored him 3.3 points. Um, supposedly, he was healthy for that game. So I think it was just because they do running back by committee there in San Francisco. And that was why he had to share his snaps. Yeah, I believe it was McKinnon that had the better game in that, in that one. Oh, yeah. Jerick McKinnon balled out. All right, then you had Rob Gronkowski, tight end for the Yuma Sea Boys. And Rob Gronkowski has been picking up his game recently. I think the last couple of games leading into the New Orleans Saints game, he uh, he scored touchdowns. Um, so he at least scored higher than 12 points in those games. Except the New Orleans defense kicked the shit. <laughs> Out of <laughs> the Tampa Bay Bucks, uh, I, I do feel bad for Tom Brady. Um, I was telling, uh, I was, I was telling our one of our other co-hosts from last year, Doctor Kais. I was telling him that you know I was honestly hoping that both the Patriots and the Tampa Bay Bucks do well, just for the respective coach and player. Like um, I. You know, you you hear the critics all the time that Tom Brady's a system quarterback, and um, and that uh, the coach over there in New England, shit, I forget his name. I'm having a brain fart moment. Belichick. Uh, Bill Come Belichick. On, Belichick. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, people are saying that Bill Belichick only got as far as he did because of Tom Brady. Hey, so, no. Like both those rumors. <laughs> Ken is like no. I'm assuming she's screaming at her dog. <laughs> I'm only cheering for them this year for both their sakes. I, I want them to be able to prove their doubters wrong. Um, I don't believe Bill Belichick is, um, you know, dependent on the success of Tom Brady. And I also don't believe Tom Brady is a system quarterback. Um, those have yet to be seen. <laughs> I agree with that, except that uh, this last game between the Bucks and the Saints, I think most people expected a shootout, and we got a suicide instead because man, Brady was just yeah awful. 
Yeah, oh gosh, he he did not have a good game. Uh, and it was a more like a, a self-destruction that we got to see there. Um, but I don't know. I, I feel like that was, uh, you know, a couple of one-offs. I think just that the Saints have their number. They really do. Um, based on game tape from prior seasons. And I know that the Saints don't have any game tape on Tom Brady or Rob Gronkowski. Um, but the Saints know how to play against that defense for sure. Um, just from prior seasons. So um, that had a little bit to do with it. But yeah, that game was just a blowout right from the get go to go up to a 28 to nothing lead. <laughs> just in oh, the first man. quarter, right? Yeah. Yeah. At some point, I mean, maybe they have to instill a mercy rule in the NFL. I just feel like, you know, and I think if you had a lot of uh, stock in the Saints players, you were actually kind of disappointed because with that kind of first quarter, you thought, oh, this is going to be a, a monster fantasy game for them. And it actually really wasn't because they just kind of like, all right, we did enough. Let's put in our second oh, stringers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's put in, you know, our, I think in the fourth quarter, they had even Jamie's Winston. Uh, yes. You know, taking snaps for them. He's the third string quarterback, yeah. um, which is almost poetic justice because he used to be the starter for the Tampa Bay Bucks, and they traded him this year. Um, they traded him because they took in Tom Brady. So yeah. maybe Jamie's Winston is feeling a little bit salty. Who knows? But you know what? I'm hoping that Brady comes back with a vengeance next week because now that I also picked up Antonio Brown and he's on my bench, I want him to do good. So we'll see. Maybe, you know, that that's also something to say. And, and you know what? We forgot to report on that. Um, so, yeah, Antonio Brown, he's back. <laughs> back in the NFL for now. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's Antonio. He's the one who farted on a doctor. We gotta start singing the Antonio Brown theme song. Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown, what the fuck is he up to now? And let's hope he is up to some practice with Tom Brady. Let's hope that they're going over routes and stuff. Well, but he did yeah. try to target him. Quite a few times. You know what? In two targets, in two pass attempts to Antonio Brown, Tom Brady threw two interceptions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, they do need to get some chemistry. They, they need to get something going between those two players because, man, they, they looked bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, We'll move on, because after that, our number one spot was Justin Jackson. And he is the running back for the Tiger Eggplants. And he's also the running back for the Chargers. So John and Lil D, y'all can both chime in on this one. He just got injured, right? Injured in his first play. Um. I don't know if it was a concussion or if it was, um, it was definitely a concussion. Yeah, just out. Now they played him a couple of times after that, but um, not in any capacity to actually carry the ball or score any fantasy points. So he scored you zero points out of yep. his projected fifteen. I thought it was interesting that not only did um, Justin Jackson get knocked out for John. You know, John was also playing David Johnson, who also got hit pretty early on and went out with a concussion. So he had no running backs really playing for him. Yeah. For his game. And he was still able to win. Yeah, um, he squeaked, squeaked out a win. With no running back help, man. But uh, yeah, no, but Justin Jackson, I think, you know, it was disappointing as a Charger fan. But I think what was surprising, I was like, wait, what the heck? They're playing Kalen Balaj. <laughs> you know, more than they are Joshua Kelly. So that just kind of tells you that Chargers have kind of given, given up on their rookie teams. That's an interesting take on that. Wow. That is going to be something to look out for uh, in the coming weeks. 
Um, and also for Cammy's team. So this is more of a dishonorable mention. So you also had Kenyon Drake, the running back for the Arizona Cardinals for the Tempe Super Cammy team. He scored zero out of projected zero points. So, (laughs) but this one you couldn't have avoided. So this is what, so Kenyon Drake was um, listed as day to day coming up to that week. So he would have been listed as questionable uh, coming into that game. And then probably by about Thursday or Saturday be listed as doubtful. Um, The only problem is that the organization there for the Arizona Cardinals didn't list him as doubtful. They said he's day-to-day, so he could play on Sunday or not. And they made it a game-time decision to not play him at all, which kind of puts you in a bind because the game had already started, I, I imagine, and you weren't able to bench him at that point. So that that sucks. (laughs) That is that's definitely not how I want to be winning against you. And I feel like this is a couple of weeks and like um, that I that I've done that to you now. (laughs) This is now the second time I beat you in that same fashion, just because you didn't have enough players making points for you. But whatevs, I won. So thank you for adding to my stats and making sure I don't get last place. <laughs> I love Mike's fake humility w- w- with this matchup, especially considering that he's not even mentioning the fact that you're still playing somebody who's basically out for the year as well. Uh, and he hasn't, you know, tried to help you uh, change out that the player. Uh, mm. But yeah, it's fantasy. It's cruel. And that's, that's the way yeah. it goes. Yeah. That's, hey, everyone else figured out how to work the app. It's not my <laughs> fault or my responsibility. So, <laughs> uh, last season we had three newbies. Three. <laughs> so, there's no excuse, Cammy. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> or maybe, maybe John can take some sympathy and help you. But this is a nah. cutthroat, cutthroat leagues. I'm a saying no. All right, guys, with that being said, we have one last segment. And since Candace is back, she has picked a butt for the week. I did pick a butt. It's technically my butt, but I'll allow it. Okay, <laughs> I'm not even close to a thing. Hi, um, Candace. Just... Yeah? Who is your butt of the week? That would be quarterback Kyler Murray, who is on John's team. So technically, you did pick his butt. Yeah, he's also on the Cardinals, and that's my team. All right. Just because he's an Arizona Cardinal, that's Candace's butt of the week. He did have a great game against the Miami Dolphins, unfortunately, in a losing effort. That was a great game. Who? Anybody else catch that? I know. You know how much I want to talk about it. Oh, I feel like we lost Daniel. Lil, Lil D. Uh, I was going to say, all I know is that uh, Tyler Murray ran for about 100 yards. So I know players were looking at his butt run, you know, all over them. So, so it's a good part of the week. Yeah, absolutely. Damn it, man. You know what? I looked into it. And Tua Tagliova, I was going to see if he's still available. He's not. Freaking Quanway. I believe they, they pronounce his name Tungavailoa, if I remember correctly. Is it? Huh? Yeah, Tua Tungavailoa. I know, it's weird. I'm like, it must be some... Tagovailoa. Wow. Anyways. If you guys would like to teach us how to properly pronounce Tua's name... Please reach out to us. You can reach me at MikeCheck917. And that's M-I-C-C-Z-E-C-H because I want to be difficult. Uh Lil D, where can people hit you up at? You can tweet me on Twitter at D 03 Nice. 
see that rhymes. I see what you're going for there. Uh, John, where can people tweet at you at? Actually, if you want to slide into my DMs and send me some salacious material, you can Snapchat me at Revolver50. He's not joking, guys. He actually means that. I know he does. (laughs) All right, Candace. (laughs) All right, Candace, where can people tweet you at? You uh, at Candace underscore Gist. Yeah, that's on Twitter as well. Uh, lastly, Big D, where can people tweet at you at? At Super Commie Daniel. All right. And the rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram as well. Facebook.com slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Find archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts from our network on our website, geekelitemedia.com. Also, check out our Patreon page for more exclusive material that you can only get on Patreon. And whatever podcatcher you use to listen to us, please rate and review us to help spread the awareness of our network. But until next week, this is the Fantastical Football Podcast saying always remember to... Geek out. Geek out. Geek out. <laughs> Say geek out, Tesla. And geek out. All right, so let's let's start this thing. Let's let's start it. We're gonna cue in the theme music right now. The Tech Mobile theme music. It actually does look sound like Tech Mobile. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. Dude, we could put mobile music right now too. This concludes our broadcast. 